Oh, that's your job not to mute me. The producer of the show says you're muted. Welcome everyone to the 21 Gun Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Sullivan. It's our Christmas special. We figured let's bring it in with a little JC. <laughs> a little, uh, little um, I don't know what that's called. That's not gospel. We know who it is, but we really shouldn't say because I don't want YouTube to, to knock us down a few Juan notches. Cortez? I thought, you know what? I thought that song was more appropriate. It's got the little military beginning. Uh, and then it kind of goes into someone we can have as we are. Someone who doesn't balance. I was going to open up with this. Let me play this up here real quick. Getting the getting the Grinch. Yeah, we be getting the Grinch. All my dog come with us. All of us fetch. Showing up. This is better. Yeah, we be out in the. This doesn't work though, unless it's Christmas. All my dog come with us. I know. I mean, this is the only time I can use it. Showing up things when we grin. Yeah, we be out in the. Getting the Grinch. Yeah, we be getting the Grinch. All my dog come with us. Who's this guy? Oh, I'm not. Not gonna do it. You know the drill. Drummer boy making the mids. Jingle bell. All right, we'll remove that. Uh, that's our new friend. That is Topher. If you guys aren't familiar, a few weeks ago we were gonna have a show about Bryson <laughs> Gray. The Marine rapper was coming on. Um, things happened. Things happened. Uh, not our fault. Well, maybe. Being quiet. I don't know. It's like when you're abused. It's like it's not my fault, but it is my fault. <laughs> I can't help but blame myself. So Topher is now our new favorite rap artist. I talked to him and he said, "Go ahead, use all my shit, man." Fucking whoops. Uh, Air Force veteran. So look at the Air Force veteran comes through. The Marine veteran uh, leaves us. I didn't know it was going to lead, lead into that. See, but now I'm starting hanging. to wonder. Like, I don't know it was going to lead into that. What's the scale of the Marine? What do you mean by that? Is he a boot ass pogue? Not the individual person. I'm just saying in general. It's a general conversation. I don't. Sometimes I don't even know what he's talking about. It, this, it, the, the, this is a fair question. It's the quality of the Marine. This is a fair question. That's like, a fair question. Like, did he do something? Did he actually hold up to the core values of honor, courage, commitment, not being late, being, uh, you know, well, yeah, integrity? If you, if you don't show up. Missing a movement. You're not five minutes early. Isn't that the whole just thing? saying. So it's the quality. I'm not saying who. I can't say the name. Yeah, we don't want to do that. I, it's a generalization. Do you, do you know, why, you get where I'm do you know going. why we don't want to do that? Because of the people he hangs with now, and they can make or break us. So, not to mention oh, he that can break on a, me. It's been a while. On a professional side, uh, <laughs> we do a lot of work with them. That's neither here nor there. I hope you boys, have, boys and girls, have been very good this year because Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, this episode is going to make up for last week. <laughs> last week's because I'm here now. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of it fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. But once it went down a certain path. <laughs> I just shut down. We're not even going to bring it up. I don't even want it. I When I put out the audio only, I cut it out. It's gone. It fair. never happened. That's fair. It That's never fair. happened. You can watch it on the rerun. I didn't take it off the video one. But uh, yeah, it went a little bit south. Uh, so that wasn't very Christmassy. Now it's Christmas. Now look it. We got, I don't know what this is. I have a little elf. Jeremy's got his antlers. Kevin was like, man, I know you're in Mexico. But please come home. I need you. Like the tears. It was amazing. That's it was not so, what happened at all. wholesome. I believe we said, I hope he comes back, but if he gets beheaded by a cartel, it would it could have happened. Be cartel really was cool there. to be like, we know that guy. Cartel. We could do like CNN's talking about it, and we all were like, we just we just we we uh, piggyback on all the news. We're like, yeah, he was a special member of the team. I had the antlers on. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, He's a great guy. Yeah, knew so him well, he so owed that, me ten bucks. That opening song obviously was from our our new friend Topher. Check it out. Uh, kind of a 
crazy weekend. Uh, on Friday, I discovered that I cannot throw axes, which is, <laughs> that's not a typical thing you hear someone say, hey, I discovered I can't throw axes. Um, we went, uh, Frank and Jeremy and I went down for my birthday. My which birthday. I didn't know until last minute. Thanks, Frank. Oh, what are you going to do? How's it my fault for me to tell you that it's his birthday? And we threw axes at the wood. How and basically, this is the thing, right? There's two things that can come out of this. Number one is I can I can take you out with an axe but not kill you because it's just going to hit you with the handle when I throw it. <laughs> I can knock you to... Two, if there's an axe murderer in town, I'm totally off the list because there's no freaking way I could do it. Now, your engineer friend who looked very Holy unassuming... Jesus. Yeah, well, dude, uh, you know, Max, he was running the <laughs> he, thing. He, If there's a serial killer, that's the guy you want to oh, look at. Right so, there. Max, so while we were there, Max is like, bro, I can't point and click on a freaking computer when we were doing the podcast, but he was hitting that bullseye, yeah. I'm telling you. Yep. So if there's an axe murder in your neighborhood, you know who not to run from because that dude... <laughs> very uh, scary. So we got some cool guests on tonight. Our first guest is going to be Eric Nagel, better known as E-Rock from the legendary Opie and Anthony show. Uh, he's going to hop on because we have a weird connection that happened about 20 years ago. How weird. Um, two holes, one... Pi- no, I won't do that. Two, uh, two guys, one cup. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we also have Fletcher Gill coming on. He's the founder of Luke's Wings, uh, probably around the halfway mark. Let me explain Luke's Wings here. Actually, I have a video. You know, we'll, do it, we'll do it after we get E-Rock on because yeah. I don't want to... Um, so let's... I'll, I'll re- this is how good I am. I'm professional. I'm going to do the read, and I'm not going to screw it up. Are you got this? Is the last read of the year. Here we go. Here I we go. I Here we go. This is your last chance. Okay, I'm nervous. Don't this be. holiday season, Luke's Wings, an organization dedicated to flying families and lifting spirits, is on a mission to reunite at least 500 heroes and their families with its annual No Soldier Spends Christmas Alone initiative. So far, I'm killing it. So far, hold on. Okay. Luke's Wings serves a vital resource. <laughs> source for U.S. service members by providing complimentary airfare. To date, 12,000 flights to wounded, ill, and injured service members and veterans and their loved ones during recovery and rehabilitation. For some reason, I think I missed something there. It didn't make sense. The organization ensures service members and their families can get together for uh, every surgery, emergency, birthday, holiday, all that stuff. Well, it's the holidays, so uh, hopefully... Let's get some... Guys, listen. I know you're watching. I know yeah, I kind of screwed up. I just kinda, no, no, no. We'll give that one to you. We'll give that one to you. Uh, yeah. So when they come on, guys, I want you to reach deep in your pocket and donate some money. I don't know how many reverent warriors and vet TV people we still have on the stream. I think we got a few. So guys, come on, help out, help out some well, guys and veterans. gals. You have to include everybody. Each one, each one. Guys, I mean everybody. Nowadays, guys means okay. <laughs> let's just <laughs> move on. All right, let's bring Eric up on the on the. Or should I call him E Rock? I don't know. He, he'll tell uh, us. Yeah, he'll tell us. He'll tell us what's going on, brother. Is he there? See, I'm he's being there. professional. I muted myself, so I didn't. Oh, have to he's like these guys this got is, me bored already. This is a broadcaster right here. This is, is as as a uh, podcast host. I think you're my 300th or some odd interview. It is very refreshing to have someone hop on with perfect, clear, concise, great lighting, everything. Yeah. Look at this. This is great. Well, this it's still. You, know, you can't really see, but um, I this I had two floods this year. It's been a really I can't I don't know if we can curse. I'll I'll keep it clean. Uh, it's yeah. been a real yeah, oh, okay. It's been a shit year, right? Yeah. Uh, with the exception <laughs> of the birth of my daughter, everything about this year has been effing terrible. Even last year was uh, was actually a little bit better than this past year. So wow. I had two floods. It took out my studio here on the second one um, at the beginning of September. Took four months to finally get the, the the whole structure here done, wiring, insulation, all of this stuff done. Now is the moving in process. 
So everything is still coming out of storage. There's just did you guys nonsense everywhere. I haven't really had a chance to build the studio properly yet. So this is sort of a, a makeshift with duct tape and, you know, a lot of luck hoping that this stays uh, <laughs> stays connected with you. Did you guys have I didn't see any big storms like what? are? Oh, yeah, we this... had uh, the whole northeast got the the got the shit kicked out of it at the beginning of mm-hmm. September. I guess I just from don't pay uh, attention. from Philadelphia up through Connecticut had about seven tornadoes. Really? Um, Central to South Jersey was underwater. It was the same hurricane that just looked like uh, down south by um, Texas, New Orleans, yeah. and, uh, oh, and yeah. uh, I'm sorry, Louisiana and Mississippi all stuff were all flooded, whatever. That others, I can't remember the damn hurricane that was coming through. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. That storm down there, they just had wind damage, not Henri. water damage. And then up here, we right. got all the water damage. So we had like 16 inches of rain within a few hours, and everything around here flooded like did everything and i'm Trump in the mountains. damn global warming it is fucking totally right him. did it you is. um did <laughs> sandy if i flooded the rest of the world should be gone you know we're <laughs> in the Appalachian chain up here like the, if, if we were underwater then that most of the, the continental u.s is gone but uh yeah this was just a whole mess fighting with um with uh the, the fema fighting with the insurance fighting with everything to get some kind of settlement all and uh stuff to be repaired finally after four months got everything Oof. so uh you know next time we do this it'll look a hundred percent better than just uh, i look like right now the ending scene of raiders of the lost ark like when they're just <laughs> hiding everything there's just crates everywhere you don't know what's in it be and cool. uh, there's top Fine, men walking cool around like that. did men. so so you're no longer near the city no Whatever i'm near the city Oh, okay. There's mountains outside of Manhattan. Yeah, there's well, mountains near the city. Yeah, you go into North Jersey, it starts going. Oh yeah, out. like you're into. Oh, yeah. uh, you're in that yeah. part of the Appalachian mm-hmm. chain. You're in, I you mean, gotta get out more, like, dude. I do. Mountains I don't like just... in, in Colorado and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. You, know, but you hit that Jersey Turnpike. Jersey Turnpike going up into New York. Yeah, you, it's all mountains, hill, major hill. Yeah, I mean, I've oh, driven yeah. that a thousand times. I guess I just never never noticed. Because we used to go across the border to pick up alcohol. Do you know why? Do you know why I figured out? Because. My Tesla drives me. I don't. I don't even. Oh, look, I don't look out the window. All you bougie. No, no, bougie is what that's called. All you proletariats. Where, where are you with a Tesla? Uh, what North, area? North, North Carolina. Carolina. Look at. I'm not a liberal Tesla driver. Bullshit. I, mean, I, mean, I am um, a. I, I don't am, care about the politics aside. <laughs> it, it, I mean, a douchey car is a douchey car. But where, have you ever? Have you it, ever? Just, you don't expect to see that down in the South, where you know, out on the West Coast, or even people uh, do roll coal on me. I have yeah. had coal rolled on me. That's where they slam on their gas. Yep. And, yeah. And they don't care. But guess, but then I just hit my gas pedal and we basically travel through time. It's so goddamn fast. You, you, you and then he, loses, he loses 5G. The car stops working. It's yeah, that's you the know, worst. The, the clouds block the sun and the thing's dead on the highway. You can't do anything. Do you stop stop uh, light. It's got to do an update. Do you watch South Park at all? <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yes. yes. Have you been yes. watching the, the, the post-COVID movies? The just, yes. Yes. No, I haven't seen any of the yes. recent ones. They had the right, special oh one on Paramount God. Plus, right? The oh, second one it. just came out this past week. So they did one in November and one here. It's a two-parter about uh, COVID in the future and how this thing has not stopped. Um, but they all drive around in these Tesla, futuristic-looking Teslas. <laughs> and what they do is that they get in their car and then they lean back and go to sleep. Like it turns into a bed and the car just drives them wherever they go i exactly. want that i hate driving i think oh my god i can't make fun of a tesla because if it does that i'm buying that i Dude. don't like going 15 minutes away from here in a car I, i'll I, have anybody else drive i will not drink going out at night just to be the designated driver 
uh, so I can eat for free and all that <laughs> other stuff. And then um, just just so know that I get home and I don't trust anybody else. Love dude, it, dude. Let me tell you, it's there's you hit the stock. It's uh, the they call it the stock. I don't know the freaking little lever. You hit it twice and it goes doo doo, and then it just drives you down the freaking road. What it changes lanes. Thing. I shit yeah. you not. It changes lanes. It takes me off. I've been sitting there once before driving down the road, and all of a sudden. The turn signal goes on, and the car takes the exit. I'm like, oh, I totally would have missed that. It makes My the transformer's noise, gives out a little metal <laughs> finger. Does it yeah. do the Jersey slide on the highway, where it's where you're coming off, uh, coming from the on-ramp to the highway? It's and not then the Texas shuffle, that's lanes. for sure. Yeah. I, no, it's, it is, look it, look it. Uh, I'm, this is, <laughs> this is uh, what do you call that? Divulging, di- delving into, let's move no, on. So uh, He you, Carolina squatted the thing. <laughs> you... <laughs> Did you say Carolina squatted? Carolina squatted Tesla. Oh my god! I always see those guys drive by, and it's illegal now. Yeah, but I look at that. They always have their Instagram on the back of their truck, and yes. I always go to it. And I'm always just to see what type of gonorrhea my phone can get some from their phone. All of from it. their phone, you get some lime wire. Light, you don't have the lights under your car to make it look like it's floating, and then the, the pair of nuts hanging off the back. <laughs> no, they have those down <laughs> to here. make it look like you're down south. And you know what they do? I my my office is right on a main street, and every you know how they they just their mufflers are shit, and they, right. they gun it to that. Oh, it destroys. Like I, I'm a nervous a person. I get home from work and I'm like, I'm all shaky because it just happens randomly as I'm sitting there trying to do work. Just bah! I'm like, to- yep. Tony says it's the tramp stamp of trucks. Their bitch tag. Ah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I want to. I want to sneak down there. I want to find where you are at some point. Sneak down there and just cover the whole bumper of your Tesla with South of the Border stickers. <laughs> See, Kevin <laughs> loves hey, you look so at this much. Guy, <laughs> Kevin loves you so much. I'm pretty sure you could just ask him, and he'll be like, "Here's my social security card. Here's everything. Here's my information." Listen, listen. So about 20 years ago, I was a, I was a young lieutenant in the U.S. Air Force, and I was going on my. First or second deployment. It was probably my second deployment. First deployment is always exciting. Second deployment, you're like, God damn, we got to do this shit all over Story again. Story time. And no, and I go, uh, I was a big fan of Opie and Anthony. When I was 20 years old, I was working construction and it was a big thing. It was, they were at uh, AAF at the time. And it was like, if you were a construction worker, you listened to Opie and Anthony. I can't remember when it was on or anything like that. And um, uh, we used to. We used to put, yeah, we used to put like with, with just masking tape or duct tape wow on the back of our windows. Girls would yep. flash their, their tatas at you. It was a lot of fun. They, they were awesome. They, they, it was great. Yeah, I did. I can't believe I said that and I'm actually embarrassed. I'm embarrassed, uh, to be honest with you. So, um, so yeah. So anyways, uh, big history with them. I go off to the military and uh, I got XM radio and I was listening to them on there because they're a great show. And then I deployed and I was like, do you want to be cool? Is if I could still listen because back then you couldn't stream. Like if I could still listen to them. Yeah, we deployed. were still a couple. We were about two years out before all that streaming stuff kicked in. Yeah, I think you guys would do like, and that's something I wanted to bring up. Opie and Anthony were very cutting edge as far as like doing anything with with internet, right? Because every time like Anthony yeah. would come up with something, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, how's that gonna work? We had the instant feedback. We had yeah. the uh, the Pal Talk chat room cameras Pal Talk. in there. Wow, I haven't heard that. In a while. See, the thing was. I'm glad, and a lot of the audience felt this way, that we were very ahead of the curve with a lot of this stuff. But the truth being, we were very frustrated because we felt we were lagging behind because the companies we worked for were constantly trying to put the brakes on anything to do with progress technology-wise. When we, uh, when the show was just uh, before XM, when it was just on terrestrial radio syndicated by Infinity Broadcasting, which is CBS Radio, right? Um, they did not allow 
their radio stations to be streamed online. Like you're talking 99, 2000 when wow. clear channel stations were all, you can hear um, whatever radio station, uh, your favorite station is in whatever market. You can listen to that worldwide on a- Here's your AOL keyword or go to our .com and you can stream it from oh there. God, they say AOL. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Infinity would slam like they did not believe in Internet streaming. They felt that you're giving away stuff that uh, even though it was free in your market, but they felt that was giving it uh, away and they were going to lose money. They didn't know how to sell ads on the Internet stream at the time. And if you were, um, there was a handful of stations around the country that had Howard as the morning show, but they weren't CBS owned stations. They were like clear channel station. If Howard was on in the morning, so for five hours for whenever he wanted to end, uh, you just had like generic music and stuff playing and then said that the, the Howard Stern show is not allowed to be broadcast over their Internet feed. So you had to wait till you know, if that was your station, you had to wait for the next show oh to come gosh. on for that feed to come back and you could hear it uh, even if you were in the market. Um, we tried to do the internet streaming. We tried to do the webcams, I think in 2000, 2001, where oh, it dude. would refresh a photo on, yeah. on the yeah, page yeah. every 30 seconds. So you saw a still of somebody going like that or a girl about to rip open her shirt and it's right here. And it doesn't <laughs> hit that point. And then the next thing refreshes and she's back here with her shirt laughing and doing whatever you missed it. Um, yeah, we always tried, and, and that's mostly Anthony leading the way. He was Dude. always into these new gadgets and stuff. But every time we fa- figured out the next thing, a co- the company just was con- – any company was constantly dragging their feet because they were afraid of it. They didn't know what to do with it. And they were tech companies, and they were still afraid of it. Sometimes sometimes it's hard to have that foresight. Like, Because I remember when, when like iPhones came out, and I was like, cool. No, actually, I remember when they started having camera phones. And I'm like, why, the f- why do I need a camera on my phone? I just use right. this to call oh now it's texting now it's and every single time i said that it it turns out to be great and i remember when anthony would do um his live from the compounds right he would do like a a, his thing from home and i'm like what's he doing how is he i was like no one no one's gonna lie and now that's the biggest now everybody streams i mean look at now we're doing it so yeah it's you just got to kind of trust it and it takes people like him to to take the risk and to show that this is something that's really cool. Anyway, so yeah, uh, to back up a little bit, Eric sent me a big stack of CDs uh, of I don't know how many shows. I pro- I still have them. I think up in the attic. They were. I think they were <laughs> like oh, this is so. And it's all, it's not that far back, and it already sounds dated. Um, they were <laughs> MP3s of the shows burned to a data DVD so that you yeah. could get the whole month of programming right. on there. And real su- quick side note, my dad called me the other day and he wanted to put something together for my mom and he goes i have a list of songs can you burn them to a cd so i oh my god and i i sat there i go uh they don't do that anymore what yeah he swore up and down they i go dad he's like used to do it for me all the time i said dad that was 20 something years ago i don't have a cd burner i don't know if they make cd burners anymore you can't buy spindles unless you're buying them on the secondary market i said it's all itunes and spotify now so if it's on spotify you can make a playlist and yeah. his phone he's still got a monochrome phone because he's, he's a other guy <laughs> he refuses to accept modern technology except if it's tv streaming i think that if, he's fine with when Everything i'm an old man though want to do it I'm probably going to be the same uh, when I get old because I mean, think about it. We look, we look at ten years back and we go, "Oh, in ten years we're going to see the same." No, no, no. In, in like five years, we're not going to recognize half this shit. And because it's it, moving it's so fast, now so fast. From, it took from around- my dad up until now. Oh, I'm sorry, a year ago, mm-hmm. we finally got him a smartphone. Yeah, <laughs> he had a flip phone up until last year. My father-in-law my still has still a flip has phone. It. 
He's yeah. clas- cl- the, the clamshell phone. The jitterbox. And he, and he yells at me all the time because he goes, No, jitterbug. You know, why don't you yeah. finish? He's like, you're, You don't finish your text. What are you talking about? Because every time he texts me, he's like, You don't finish the statement, so I got to call you to ask. Yeah, I did. your phone can't read what my current phone is sending you. He thinks yeah. I don't finish a sentence. So he's You're like, going... this doesn't make any sense. It's like, get a new phone. It's uh, You still have a Nokia. I don't know how that's still working in today's things going to last forever. You're going yeah. digital to analog. It's like... Nokia's, it, will last, Nokia's will outlive cockroaches. Oh, yeah, and they all look the same. We had them when we were in Iraq. <laughs> they were like our crew phone. phone. He flips it because he so thinks funny. it still looks cool. And I, But he can't read it because his eyes aren't that good. It's a, it's a monochrome kind of uh, you know screen, which is very difficult. It's like, just... Let me get you an iPhone. Even if he doesn't want an iPhone, they've got plenty of, you know, knockoff kind of phones that you can do the large font. You can see everything. Won't do it. Won't do it. He used to. I remember 15 years ago while we were doing the morning show, they knew not to call me because we were on the air. So if it was something important, my mom would text me. He used to get mad because they didn't have the right service plan around six, seven, 2006, seven. Yeah. 10 cents a text. Oh my gosh. The bill came for a month. It was a dollar thirty that he had to spend extra oh, on the phone bill that for thirteen texts. He just laid into my mom. My mom's laughing at him. He's furious. He calls me, he's going off. I'm now laughing at him. He's furious. And my mom goes, He's being ridiculous. I'm like, just get a modern plan. I'm not telling you to buy the latest and greatest, but at some point. This is not going to connect anymore. And it's not like from the 50s to the 80s where some stuff still works. Yeah. yeah. Now, like you're saying, everything in five years, we're not going to recognize things 15 years. It's, it's weird that there's a, a definite line, uh, like almost a fixed point in time around 2004 through six when Facebook, uh, MySpace ended, Facebook started, YouTube started, uh, Google became a thing, the iPhone and the iP- uh, iPod. All within these handful of years, and yeah. then everything else from that point on. One is right after the other. Now, yeah. So yeah. going forward, like you said, in five years, everything's going to change. But he's still dragging on to stuff. It's like, well, this phone still works. It's in perfect condition. <laughs> yeah, but everything doesn't work with it anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's and like I, I got it. I don't want to throw stuff out. I don't want to spend extra money if I don't have to. I had to replace a smart TV last year because the apps were on board, built in, and they won't oh, update. Yeah. So oh, couldn't get annoying. Disney Plus. Couldn't get HBO. I have one of those in my guest room, and it's annoying as shit. Yeah, I have. Netflix um, doesn't update. It says you don't have the current update. It can't. It's the icons right there, and it's. Yeah, still I can't get HBO it. Max on the one in my guest room. Thank oh, God. Yeah. Thank it's God. Like, TVs oh, are so well. dirt cheap. You can get yeah, a giant yeah, TV yeah. for bucks. It's just a giant phone. That's all a TV is now. It's a giant phone with built-in apps um oh, i'm yelling for no thought. reason i'm sorry it's, no it's because you're are, are you a man are you in your 40s sure why not yeah so there you go as as you get to a certain age you just rant my wife will see me like i'll be waiting in line and well, that's how be, i make a living so be, i gotta oh, learn to go. turn it off when i'm talking about there'll be some dude in front of me and she knows that he's just pissing me off for just doing whatever it is he's doing it could be a t-shirt he's wearing and my wife will be like just calm down just calm down and i'm like god doesn't you <laughs> Kevin's I, not no. closer to fifty. You're a whipper snapper. Move I, out of the way. I, no, no, I'm no. I, to, I totally agree. I, I, I if, get so angry. If now. you would have my wife on this couch, she would tell you anywhere we time we go out, she watches me. And if somebody doing something or saying something or chewing or whatever, I'm done. I want to leave. I want out of the area. <laughs> That's why I punch somebody in the fucking throat. This is gonna I'm sound bad. This yeah. is gonna sound bad and sound weak. But when we go to Wegmans, I've had people accost me for not wearing a mask, so I'll put one on. Just so I, can. I'm like, I'm like, just trust me. 
I don't want to mm-hmm. deal with anyone right now. And if someone and, and I know that's weak sauce. That's funny because I have two masks. One that says uh, this mask is as useless as our yeah, governor, yeah. and the other one is a lace one, like a yeah. That's what it, mine's one. like cheesecloth or whatever. But uh, well, there was a guy in Florida thrown off a plane. Yeah, yeah. so there was a guy oh, in Florida really? who just got thrown off a plane because he was yeah. <laughs> wearing a thong as a mask. So, so it, you you said you you still. <laughs> Talk for a living. So I think I saw it because I still, uh, I mean, I grew up with Anthony, which is crazy to think about. I'm in my mid 40s and yeah. uh, he's, been on the, he's been on the radio forever. A guy who was a tin knocker and now he's, he's uh, you know, like he was one of the first guys to broadcast out of, do something like this out of his home. Uh, so are, are you still working with him? Yeah, I I run uh, Compound Media, his company. Oh, I didn't uh, realize is, that is one is one of the gigs that uh, that I have. Uh, okay, we're in that world now where you can't just work for one company anymore. Yeah. either they won't let you, or there's no financial benefit to staying with one company as your full time job anymore, unfortunately. Uh, but one of the things I do, yeah, is I uh, I oversee Compound Media for Anthony and, and okay. his show and all the other shows there. Uh, Anthony's show did influence a lot of other people. Uh, with that, oh, not yeah. even the current show, the one when he we were still doing O and A, and he would just turn it on live in his basement for drunk pool party nights, or oh, yeah, if there yeah. was some kind of political de- debate, he would turn on at night. Joe uh, Rogan, Joe Rogan the, started well, his the thing. Biggest one, yeah. Right? Rogan yeah. saw what uh, Anthony was doing and like, that's a good idea. How do we do that? Figured yeah. it out. Um, several other people too, and like that's it's just weird how this show kind of gave birth to the where we're at now as far as yeah. podcasting goes because anthony's version of uh live from the compound now the anthony kumia show gave birth to what rogan does to what even what we're doing right here this kind of yeah. multi-streaming thing uh go a couple of years before that the opie and anthony channel was giving comics shows to let them feel them stuff out uh, sure stuff out. kevin smith in his first year before he, as he was starting smodcast would do uh, his show uh, on our channel. Uh, Bill Burr, whose Monday morning podcast is one of the <laughs> biggest shows in the world. Uh, <laughs> you know, Bob Kelly. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Bobby Kelly. Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane. A lot of these comics got the, 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 we figured it out to put them on the weekends. And then they grew into their own podcasts and their own networks and everything. So the format of, uh, at least of comedic podcasts, maybe not so much what the content you guys do, but the comedic podcast where it's a bunch of comics coming in together, hanging, shooting the shit. That's all from the Opie and Anthony show model. Let's, yeah, we yeah. would do that with the comics and then they just took it and, you know, uh, we started it, but they've, you know, they're perfecting it. The other thing too, uh, you know, it, it's, it's obviously crazy how many shows are out there and everything. And people get all worried. I have people that are like, I want to start There's one. There's like but... nine or 10 out there. Yeah. yeah, Nine or yeah. 10 trillion. <laughs> but it's like, it, the the beauty of this and the ability to reach people is there's this uh, book out and I can't I'm gonna butcher it I think it's called a, your thousand fans or thousand whatever and it's it comes up to the point that if you can get a thousand loyal people you can actually make a business out of something that's all it takes because those people are gonna follow you and that's it and if you have a message to say uh, I had a friend who said I take pictures but I don't want to put it up on Instagram because I only get like a hundred or two hundred likes on it I'm like dude. 20 years ago, you couldn't hang your, your amateur picture at a gallery and have 200 people appreciate it. Now you can do that. And that's, that's freaking awesome. You can reach people. You can make friends. I love it. I think it's just so cool. I mean, are you, are you, you can do about it with just a this. thousand true fans by Kevin. That's Kelly? what it is. That's yeah. 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 Okay. A thousand true yeah. fans. Yeah. Great book. Uh, if you're in business too, or anything, uh, it, it's a great idea how to like, uh, really get your niche and, and, uh, 
expand from there. Well, uh, you, I have been trying to say niche for like niche. a week now. I've been, been trying, trying to say niche. Well, some people say niche. Some people say niche. I'm a niche. It's It's French. Guys, seriously, yeah. when I was in Boston College, I read niche a lot. Oh, I just, you know, it's just, it's... <laughs> All right. Like, I don't right, have the old Willie thing up. Wild up here. I get it. That's right. Um, that's right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I went to school in New Hampshire. Yeah, so. You can have the thousand followers. And I think that's a good, I mean, if you can get there one, that's a major hurdle for a lot of sure. podcasts. Because once people start doing things like this, like you, I looked up on what you guys were doing from, you know, on the old other network to where you, you know, you went rogue on your own now. Which is <laughs> yes, great. we did. Um, but just, you know, seeing the, you realize you're you're it's it's got to be a labor of love before it's a labor of of money and and a, oh you know, yeah and money what? What, the work you put into it no don't tell uh, him about the money eric don't tell him about the money paid? He, get paid? <laughs> he gets amazon gift cards i was doing no. this for bourbon he's joking he's joking hey, hey bourbon's not bad either. i don't drink it but i know a lot of other people that would gladly work for me if i was paying them in bourbon that's um, funny but uh, you know, to get to that thousand <laughs> hurdle is a huge ordeal because sure. people like doing this stuff. But then they realize you got to do this every week, and you're only as good as the last episode. Every single you did, week, and this becomes work. So your passion has become work, and you got to learn how to balance it so that you don't start resenting it and don't want to do it or love it anymore. Yeah. And if you look at a lot that of podcasts, you see it's like, oh, they only have sixteen episodes. Oh, these are all from two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Like they just did sixteen <laughs> episodes and they're done, and that was it. When you look back at an extensive catalog and like these are the guys that are or, or gals or whatever they identify yeah. as uh, putting in their st their time and their effort to make this thing going. So when you hit that thousand followers, that's a big deal. Then going past that point, um, there's other bars that you have to hit sure. in order to make a, a living out of it. But that first step is, is the most difficult. Yeah. And it's also doing it. I mean, I, I started in comedy back in. I don't know. I was 18, 19, walking around the Boston comedy scene. Just brutal. I thought brutal. you were going to say 1800. Yeah, in 1872, I was one of the Frank. first comics down there. But it's a brutal scene. You just get your ass kicked every time <laughs> mentally. And it's the same thing, right? Because these guys can tell you at the end of a show, if it's like a, a shitty show, and I'm like, God damn it, I'm done. I'm done he, with this he stuff. He beats himself up every, at the end of every show. And then the, the shit out a week himself. later, I'm like, let's do it again, guys. Yeah. Why not? We do a weekly show, 52 uh, a year. Well, what they say, like being a millionaire is easy. It's just getting that first million is the kick in the ass. That is, that is. And then when you're like me and you're in your third million, it's, I'm joking. Come on. Hey, Eric, I just realized it's 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 8.30. We've already blown through a half hour. We got to do this again, man. This is, okay. this is fun. You're kicking me out? Is that what it is? Yeah, is I'm kicking you out. We got, we got a fancy person. We got someone coming. So what you fancy. do is, now that you have contact with him, you can do a one-on-one -on -one and do the whole thing. The whole yeah. thing. Well, I'm going to go on his show. I'd love to be on Compound Media. That's like... Great way to throw yourself in there. Yeah, yeah that'll be great. As soon as we're done, I'm just going to block everything that you're associated <laughs> with. We'll see how that works for you. I just, it'd be, I'll show up at his door. Hey, uh, like, what about Bob? Hey, I thought um, it was kind of cool that we Cable guy. <laughs> Seri serious question. If, if, are we really running out of time? Because if there is, I just want to jump to something I want to show you real Yeah, quick we, we have uh, our next guest who's who's yeah, ready to come. Fair enough. Out. No problem. So we were talking about our, our communique uh, back in the what we call the day, or the kids yeah. called the long, yeah. long ago. And when uh, I would send you these uh DVDs, the copies of the shows, because why yes, the company? They just would say no, and I, I just oh, do sure. it anyway. I figured um, it was illegal. And at some point, we lost communication where I just mm -hmm. stopped hearing from you or, or whatever happened. Uh, but then one day, you were nice enough to send me something from where you were stationed. That's that's right. Yeah, and, I think uh, I sent you a flag. That that meant a lot to me, and I, I've had it in my office and uh, every studio I've been in ever since. 
No. I, I, I was digging through again through the the archives to find it as... Um, Kevin's about to get emotional. No, nah, I don't get emotional. I, Bullshit, you cried dude. last night. Oh, snap, look at this. Uh, if you can even see Yeah, this. that's so, us. This Hell is the yeah. certificate nice. that you sent me. If yeah, like the whole crew. See Kevin Sullivan's signature on there back when I was a young doe-eyed that's buck. And you sent me a flag that I guess went. It was flying over the base. Yeah, no, we actually we flew that on a combat mission. Uh, oh wow, I, I, okay. that's yeah. a combat flag. Yeah, that's, yeah, they do that a lot. Um, a lot of the units will fly a combat flag. We'll hang it. We'll hang we'll it hang up it. on the yeah. on the back. Like when you come on to a C one thirty, we hung it up there. Yeah, we'll t- right. we would take ours on our like on our routes when we did route yeah. clearance, and it'd be a combat flag. This flag right here, it sits on the back. Every single combat mission I ever flew on, this was in my bag. Every yeah. single one. Uh, yeah. This oh, wow. is like priceless to me. Well, um, letting you know, I mean, because look, you can see how I, I got to fix the the tape in there because it's oh, starting no, it, to, <laughs> it's starting to clear away. disintegrate after all these That's years. That's pretty cool. Man, that brings back memories. I it, was, uh, it was, I was not expecting this. I wasn't doing that for any reason or acknowledgement or something. But uh, the fact that you sent me that was... Uh, was one of probably one of the and here here's where you can start crying. Uh, was probably one of the uh, the the greater achievements in my career for all of that stuff because awesome. I wasn't doing awesome. it to I because I never even talked about it on the air. You know, I yeah. never mentioned to anybody. At, the staff didn't know what I was doing. I just it was something I was doing, and uh, for you to you guys to send me that was uh, was amazing. Yeah, and uh, I, I really appreciate it. And I, and you know, uh, all you guys, thank you for. Uh, for your, I hate saying thank you for your service because everyone says that, but, but yeah, I don't know another douchey. way to <laughs> say it. It's like when somebody dies and you say, you know, all the my I'm condolences, sorry. all the best. Yeah. You like, never know what to be say. A more personal, non-generic. You, you say uh, I, didn't, I didn't do it, somebody, but um, you know, thank you guys for everything that uh, you guys have done, and uh, glad you you came you come out on the other end, uh, pretty much intact. I don't know pretty mentally, much, but pretty everything much. else. All three you know, of us make up a whole person, so I think we're pretty good. Yeah, we're good. I kind of took away some of that. I took data. away some of that person this last weekend in Mexico, so we're about ninety five percent now. So you're so you're three fifths of Ultron. is what you're doing. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But again, and I am the green. I am the green lion, not the work. black lion. <laughs> I have. Uh, I thought they were going to come with me, but they couldn't. Uh, I have some neighbors who are retired Marines. And uh, actually, one of them knew your show from uh, from Vet TV. Watching nice. Vet TV, nice. And cool. uh, I sent. I was like, "Come in here." They couldn't be here. I wanted just to give them some uh, some props as well. But sure. uh, you got some fans, so send them, nice. send them our way, man. Um, the more I'd love to have you uh, if you want to come. If you guys want to come join us on uh, the the show I do on Comp. I have two shows, but the one I do on uh, Compound Media is called Would You Kindly with uh brian johnson he used to have a show on amc called comic book men yeah in, glorious uh, beard glorious beard in, uh, on that man. yeah he's uh kevin's one of kevin smith's best friends and nice and everything he's in all the movies so uh we do a show together if you know in the new year you want to do this we'd love to have Let's you on it. and shoot the shit about uh everything that you're into non-military because i'm sure you're tired of talking about your careers and stuff I'll you'd be- like to talk about silly things that's i'll be there for black up yeah all right he's always <laughs> We'll have a bunch of bourbon he, for you, and uh, we'll, we'll shoot the shit. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome, dude. Hey, right. you. Eric, thank Thanks, you very much. Thanks thank you for no your service with OPM. Apologize to your next guest for me uh, stepping on their time. But, no uh, worries. No worries. He's worth. in the back like, ah. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's a Christmas episode, so there's no, it's loose. We just do what we do. I am not loose. I'm just loose. grinching his time right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, All right, man. thank you again. God bless you, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. You take care. Take care. Yeah, Opie and Anthony, uh, they really, it, it was like, because remember at the time we didn't have, 
we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have any of these like online groups. So, so like dudes, and it was pretty much aimed at dudes, the working class, like yeah. the guys who were hammering nails and everything. It, it like gave us a voice. It was so cool. They really, and it wasn't like, I always thought Howard Stern, I mean, Howard Stern did what he did, right? He changed radio forever, but, um, I always thought that they did it more at a, a he was pretentious. Oh, big word. Uh, he was snobby. He was like, oh, he always talked about how famous he was. And these guys were like Anthony, the, the, as far as I'm concerned, the, the better of the two. Uh, he was a tin knocker. He was doing uh, HVAC and then goes into radio. And now that's what he does. I mean, it's just, it's just a really cool, uh, cool story. I would highly suggest checking them out. Uh, my dog's kicking me down there. But let's bring up uh, Fletcher Gill, our next guest. Uh, we'll be, we'll put our professional. Hold on, let me. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I think Sounds I'm. Uh, think let I'm me good. Uh, let me cue out the f bombs. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. All right. We're good now. Okay. Yeah. We're, All right. Let's bring him up. Fletcher. How you doing? Not bad. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> aboard. I was all confused when I was. I kept writing your name as I thought it was your last name first and first name last. That that I'm. I assume this has been following you your whole life, having oh, a long yeah. first name yeah. and a short last name. Yeah, actually, my name is Fletcher Dow Gill, and all three of those names are last names. <laughs> so oh, that's right. I got my mother's last name, Elizabeth Fletcher, and then two of my grandparents, uh, Mabel Dowd and uh, Richard Gill. So, you know, you can you throw them out however you'd like. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. It's always tough when I, I, I when I'm not doing this, I am a, a PA, and I'll see a patient I haven't seen yet, and I'm like, crap, which one's the first name? I can't. Uh, and then I go, hey, how are you? And then they introduce themselves. I'm like, OK, I got it. I got it now. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on the show. I I don't remember. It was last week. I think someone was was uh, promoting your your upcoming uh promotion for lack of a better way to describe it the no soldiers no soldier spends christmas alone i don't remember it was some youtube channel and i was like man that is an awesome story that is an awesome organization so i googled you found someone uh who i think it's your pr person i was like can we get him on just to to kind of maybe maybe make a push to get someone to donate something before christmas so uh first off Thank you. That's what you do. What you're doing is fantastic. Uh, let's get the backstory. Where did it come from? Uh, the, the idea of, of Luke's wings. Oh yeah. Well, listen guys, thanks for having me on. I think you might've been watching, uh, an episode of demolition ranch. With, yes. Uh, Matt yes. Carriker. Matt yeah, Carriker. That's a, right. He's a cool dude. Um, we mm-hmm. got in touch with him through, um, our current spokesperson, Granger Smith. And, uh, mm-hmm. then we were able to, um, get in one of his episodes. So, I mean, there's, you know, like, it's one of the guys I would love to go meet one day. You know, who Matt? Cool dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I used to cool back be, back before he was as mega famous. We used yeah. to email back and forth because I was doing another podcast at the time, and uh, you just I just have this. I reach out to people all the time who are kind of like minded, and I'm like, hey, what do you do with this? And what do you do with that? And then I lost track of him after. I mean, he puts up a video, and within 10 minutes, there's a million downloads. I'm like, man, he's got no, it. No, no, no kidding. He's doing 12 videos in 12 days, and yeah, 12 days of Christmas, and every day, within a day, there's like 900,000 views. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. incredible. We, I brought my yeah. kids. My kids watch him. We went down to uh, Bernie, Texas, B O E R N E, the greatest town I've ever experienced. I walked downtown there and I'm like, I need to live here. But I brought my kids down there and his, his shops there and all the things he shoots are all at the store. They love it. Oh, it was really? great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Really cool place. Well, uh, listen, um, I, I think I'm here with, with, I know you Sully and is it Frank and Jeremy as well? That's right. Yeah. Yes, correct. Well, Hey guys, thank you for having me on and thank you for your service. Um, I'll give you the quick backstory. So back in 2007, 
Uh, well, I was born and raised in D.C., and uh, back in 2007, I was getting back out into that D.C. scene, and I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I was about 30 years old. And I had a friend named Sarah Wingfield, and she was a Redskins cheerleader ambassador. I guess now it's a you know Washington football team ambassador. I don't know. And nice. uh, <laughs> anytime she would have lunch with me, right, I would I would have lunch with her. I'd buy her lunch. So one day in December of 07, she agreed to have lunch with me just to hang out. And we had lunch. And, and, and uh, this was in Silver Spring, Maryland. And she says, you know, Fletcher, back in the spring of 07, well, back in the spring, right, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, um, I went to Walter Reed. And I was real pissed off. I had to wear these high heels and this stupid little, you know, this little outfit and all this stuff. And, and I thought I was going to hate it. Right. And, and she said, you know, and it was a, it was a tough day. And then I was there in this room and there was this service member named Luke Shirley and he had lost an arm and a leg and he was in the corner in a wheelchair and he wouldn't talk to anyone. And I said, well, what'd you do? And he go, she said, well, you know, I tried to walk up to him. I had my Redskins freaking cheerleader outfit on he was wearing a miami dolphins jersey i tried to you know give him give him shit for the miami can i say that on your on your podcast oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we're okay with that oh yeah the, uh... I mean, and if you couldn't it was too late now yeah <laughs> now, <laughs> now we're off the air send me the bill yeah so you know she's like i'm trying to get get in you know into this conversation with him and he's very he's being very introverted he's very disconnected you know he's going through these surgeries it's apparent he's on these meds and, and then I said, you know, that, that, well, okay, tell me more. And, and she, she continues the conversation with me, continues explaining. And at some point in the conversation, she says, then his mom showed up. And when his mom showed up, he recognized that his mom walked into the room. He knew that his mom was there. And she said, that's when I was able to break in. And he kind of woke up and he became president. And I broke in and we had this great conversation. And, you know, I think we even have that, that picture on our website still at lukeswings.org. And, we had this great conversation and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it has stuck with me since like six, seven months since going there in the spring of, you know, earlier in the spring, it stuck with me. And I said, well, it's crazy. So, you know, glad his mom was there for, for visiting hours. Right. And he goes, she goes, no, no, no. The moms and the wives live at Walter Reed. And yeah. I was like, how, how is that possible? Right. My experience up to that point was, you know, going in for visiting hours, sneaking in a milkshake to my grandmother who was in the hospital kind of a thing, you know, 20, 30 minutes in there and you're out, right? And that was it. And you're like, get well, see you soon. And she explained that at Walter Reed, the moms were living there. The, the wives were living there. The spouses were living there because, you know, in some cases there were female service members, right? Mm -hmm. And right. the kids were living there, that, that kids were being born there. And wow. that they were there for years, and that's all the life ex experience that they had was at like Building 62 at Walter. Yep. And they called them non-medical attendants or NMAs, and they lived there, and they changed, changed bandages every day, and they helped the, the service members learn to walk on prosthetics and all of this. And that just blew my mind, man. It just blew my mind. And I said, you know what we should do? I said, and I said Sarah, we should, we should throw a party in D.C. We should raise some money. We should go up to Walter Reed. We should knock on their door and offer to fly Luke's mom home. And then, you know, if there's money left over, we'll, we'll offer the, the, the spouses and the loved ones to fly in and out. We'll let those, you know, those caregivers get home, sleep in their own beds, you know, check the mail, check in with the other kids, etc. And she said, can we do that? And I said, I love this idea because no one can stop me from raising money and no one can stop me. I don't have to go get like government approval, right? To like put a, a civilian on an airplane from one city to another city. 
you know, once they're at, you know, RFK, I'm sorry, at, uh, at uh, Reagan or at, you know, um, Dulles Airport or something, okay, how they get into Walter Reed, you know, might be on them, but getting them to DC, I can do that. And she goes, okay, well, you know, I'm in. I'm like, great. So January of 08, we, uh, I, I incorporated Luke's Wings, named after Luke Shirley and Sarah Wingfield in that seminal moment when they met. And uh, incorporated it as a 501c3. And we threw a party in, in uh, March of 08 at the City Tavern Club, about a, a block away from my office and about a, a mile and a half down the road from where I was born. And we raised about 13 grand. Wow. And in 08, we flew 19 family members in and out of Walter Reed. And now we we provide more than that number every single day. Wow. Dang. Every day. Wow. Every day. Yeah, we've we've delivered over 14,000 airplane tickets so far. That's incredible. So this went from I'm going to do something for that guy to I assume this is your full-time position now? No. No. Oh, I, shit. No, man. I, I'm a... I'm a commercial real estate broker in the DC area and okay. so I help, help people with, you know, uh, renegotiate or relocate their office space. Wow. And it's funny because anytime I'm out in the world and people are like, what do you do? I go, Oh, I'm a commercial real estate broker. And they're like, oh, okay. And I go, and I also, <laughs> you know, fly families in and out of military hospitals. They're like, tell me more about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. yeah. well, you know, I'm not doing any business for you today. That's but, funny. Um, yeah. But that's where I make my money. You know, I, I am very proud to say that for the first four years of doing Luke's wings, um, I gave myself a dollar a year. And then nice. since then, you know, in like oh, oh, 2011, we were the power player of the week on Chris Wallace and we raised about a million dollars. And I'll tell you, if, if Arnold Schwarzenegger ever calls your cell phone and he tries to be anybody other than Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're going to be like, dude, you know, BS. You, I know you're Arnold, bro. Like that That's voice funny. is, it'll, uh, it'll kind of like tingles <laughs> up the back of your head. Because <laughs> nobody does it. That many people can do it, but... N- you know it's him, and he mm-hmm. called and he gave us a hundred grand that day, and Whoa. we raised almost a million dollars, and that's when we're like, well, we gotta, we gotta do this right. So, yeah, um, I've taken a small salary since then, but I'm, I'm very proud to say of our um, seven, well, there's six staff members at Luke's Wings, and I'm, I'm like the least paid person there. So, is, isn't it incredible how? you know, a lot of us have jobs, right? We do what we do, but it doesn't define who we are. It's what you do. It's what you do after work. It's what you do in your free time because you, there's a choice to be made. You can go, you can play Xbox. You can go sit on your couch and watch Netflix and smoke weed or you, you get out there and you do shit. No, he just call I, you didn't, out. I didn't call. I think much. he just called Jesus. you out. You can get, he really just called you out. You dude. Can, <laughs> you can waste hey man, your I, life. I, I, <laughs> I'm I'd be joking. There, I'd be right there with you, except I got, and I got, I got, I got two little kids right now and I got oh, another yeah. one. I got my, my third's going to be born on the 29th. So I got oh, 10 wow. days Woo. before my third, you know, Mormon? Uh, is he Mormon? But, wow. <laughs> am I Mormon? Gonna... No, no, I don't. <laughs> Jerk. No, the fact that he understands one, that. Yeah. I like this guy a lot. They have like, they do <laughs> have a lot of kids. <laughs> I got one, she's 13 and uh, she lives with her mother. So there's plenty of time for me to do what I want to do. I know. Look at it. It was just a joke. Jeremy, you come here every Sunday and you play video games over there while I try to interview people. So you, um, <laughs> no, tell us about the, uh, no soldier spends Christmas alone initiative. Yeah. Thank you. So as I said, we started out at Walter Reed and we expanded from there. We, uh, now service something like 14 different, um, military hospitals across the country. I'm honored to say that we are a partner of special operations command. 
So I'm going to tell you when those guys call our office and they're like, we need a flight for, you know, this family. And we go, well, can you fill out the application and tell us about the black ops mission that this, you know, hero was on? They're like, nope. And we're like, yeah. okay, fair enough. Here are your <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, fair. Yeah, whatever you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, uh, we su- support about uh, 14 military charities. I'm sorry, excuse me, 14 military hospitals. We support special operations command. Um, we our scope is for wounded ill and injured service members and so i know that your audience uh is is very veteran heavy and i'm going to tell you right now i'll say it multiple times if you're out there and there's any risk at all of you being alone on christmas morning i want you to call our office and i swear to god i'm going to put you on an airplane or i'm going to put family on an airplane to come to you so if there's a uh, cancer patient out there you're a service member you're immunocompromised and the docs won't let you go home I will send family to you. I will send. I will send your dog to you. I will send your friend from high school to you. I don't care who else I'm to. That's awesome. So I'm gonna freaking cry. Jesus, this guy's a goddamn hero, man. Straight up, he's got me emotional shit right now. That's why I wear you, glasses. You, sir, so if are I, amazing. So that's why I'm glasses. You are amazing. If Thank I you cry, you ain't gonna see very it. much. <laughs> I'm like We're also fucking providing flights. Um, we have we have our wounded warrior transportation assistance program, our special operations transportation assistance program. We have. Our veterans and hospice care transportation assistance program, which actually started out for World War II veterans. You know, we knew we were losing them at a rapid yeah. clip. And so we yep. said, let's make sure that they're never alone when they pass away. And actually what we found, gentlemen, was that a lot of the flight requests were for those like 22-year-olds uh, who were, were coming back from theater with those advanced crazy cancers like neck and oh, yeah. cancer because they oh, were yeah. burn yeah. pits and uranium burn deposits pit. and jet fuels exposure and stuff like that. And so that, that was great that we did that program line cause it captured them. And yeah. then we have uh, injured. So, you know, um, uh, training accident, for example. And I'm very, very proud to say that we also have a, a line that, that we actually started in 2016. It's only now gaining traction, but it's called our fallen officers transportation assistance program. And that's for, Police officers, you know, back in 16, we, we were getting cops that were shot by, by jihadis, guys that were running up to cops and going, yeah. you know, Allah Akbar and shooting yeah. them. And we thought, yeah. well, A, that could that might have been a veteran before he became a cop, right? Yeah. Or, you know, if he's on the war, if he's on the front line of the war on terror, he should be covered by our mission. So we sure. uh, we included them as well. And now we're, we're starting to really plug in with um, the police departments and with the unions, which is a really big plug in. So. Well, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Let you know. Yeah, yeah. that's we're going to start getting more uh, police first responders on here because we start hanging out with a bunch of them. And I'm like, wow, you guys are almost as messed up, if not more than we are. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have all the same issues. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, they really they do. do. And and now in, in the current climate, it's like not a it's a thankless job. And that's to say the least. It's a thankless job. I mean, these guys are, are just ugh, just abused on a daily basis. So, yeah, I know. I keep telling people about Kevin and there's nothing happens. What are you talking about? Being abused. Uh, listen, I have a little thing. Whenever we have look at uh, Gil. Or, see, I did it. <laughs> Fletcher. Yeah, right. hey, I went we, to New Mexico Military Institute and everyone calls you by your last name. So, you oh, there you go. Gil, that's fine. Yeah. We have a thing that we do here. Uh, and if someone says a bad joke. Uh, we play this. This might shut down my computer, though, but let's see. It didn't shut it down. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So that's the you 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 go into it thinking that you have a great joke, and then you fall right into a drainage ditch, and those drain uh, sewage right out of the villages. So it's a they do it's a crappy place. Been there, done that. Smell you will never ever ever forget. So if folks are watching right now and they want to get involved, how can they how can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So listen, um, we were down at one of the military hospitals. I won't name which one, but one of the case managers told us that on Christmas morning, one in three wounded warriors, one in three will be alone on Christmas morning. And that, that was a number that was unacceptable to us always has been. And that's why we're doing our no soldier spends Christmas alone campaign. I know that, that your website and what you guys are advocating for here is that awareness about suicide risk. And and you know, the statistics, suicide risks, you know, we lose more um, to suicide than the enemy. Right. And you got, Mm -hmm. you got divorce rates that are through the roof and you got all those problems. And so uh, the last thing I want is to have a service member go, go through their dark moment, right. Without having a knock on the door from a loved one. And the yeah. worst, like where you get really, really risky is on, on, on mornings like a Christmas morning. You know what I'm saying? So, Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, if, oh, yeah. if you're, if you're listening to this and you're in a hospital somewhere, uh, you let us know, like I said, but also really, if you know somebody who is okay, then, then call us and let's coordinate some kind of a surprise. Let's coordinate, you know, I don't know. Cause they're not going to ask for it. A lot of, a lot of these heroes won't ask for the flights from their family. They won't ask their family to come to hospital because they don't want to disrupt that, that Christmas morning experience for the kids. And they also feel guilty taking that money out of the equation. They, they tell their family, no, no, no. You, you let the kids have that money. You buy presents with it. I don't need a $2,000 airplane ticket, right? Sure. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. And they're not cool because, you know, Christmas morning rolls around and it's, it's, it's just not good, you know? Yeah. And, and so if folks want to first and foremost, cause the audience here, let me just say, please help me make sure that no soldier spends Christmas alone. You reach out to our office. We're awesome at doing next flight out. I could tell you guys so many stories about next flight outs when we, when we, <laughs> You know, when we put people together before they passed away and they got to say goodbye, stuff like that. Yeah. But also, of course, you know, listen, if <clears throat> if anyone wants to help us with our mission here, mm-hmm. go to our website. Um, you can donate whatever you want. You can actually donate Sky Miles. We're a, a Delta oh, partner and perfect. a United partner. You can go to Delta's website, log in, and you'll find us there. And you can just transfer your your unused miles to us. If you got a couple thousand miles you're never going to use them, they're going to expire. Just let us collect them and and we'll turn them into a flight. Um, awesome. But yeah, any, any donation is good. You know, right now flights are like 2,500 bucks a month and, uh, excuse me, $2,500 a ticket. And mm-hmm. that's, we haven't seen that before. The average cost of a flight for us, uh, was about $350. And we always said, you know, if you would donate $350, you could do so in, uh, in lieu of a traditional gift, you could do so in honor of a loved one. We would send you an ornament and a gift card all paid for by the way by by our corporate sponsors and instead of giving like your grandfather or your, your father who fought in vietnam a tie or some tchotchke right which we all know is overpriced because of inflation and all that yeah right? yeah you, you know you give him this card and he opens it up and he says a wounded warrior is home on christmas morning because of you and yeah and that's and, good you know the, the person who writes in the bottom of this made it happen for you in your honor and folks love that and so anyway the point is that's on our website but we said 350 because that was normally the cost of a flight well you got covid you got um a lack of pilots you got a lack of planes i don't know what's going to happen next week 
But if you've tried to get on a plane in the last two months, I mean, I have, and you know, my, my flights are getting canceled. I actually had to take a cab from Louisville, Kentucky to Cincinnati to, to get a different flight. Yeah. I was <sighs> flying out of Louisville and, uh, um, great story, never, by the way, if you want to know that. Never, and, never and I got to the airport, I'm like, that. they go, you're canceled. And I go, lady, you can fly me anywhere. Fly me through Miami. Like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. put me in Miami overnight. I'll make the most of it. Trust me. And she goes, I don't have a single seat leaving this airport today. And that was like two months ago. So, I, you know, Ugh. I'm not going anywhere But uh, for Christmas. But my point is that right now flights are like 2000 to $2,500 a flight. And we are doing everything we can to get the word out and to raise, you know, more money than we have in the past. And that's why you saw us on with Matt on Demolition Ranch. And you might see us on uh, Kentucky Ballistics with Scott. And you'll see us on, <laughs> if you're watching Newsmax, OAN, or Fox News, you're going to see our TV commercial. And I, by the way, I hate spending money on advertising. I, I do not want to be the charity that does it. But there is an ROI there. And, you know, we need the money this this year. So, yeah. um you know, it's a necessary evil, unfortunately. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. And and if I, I think one of the biggest crimes against humanity over the last uh, two years is forcing elderly to die alone for the fear of, I don't know what the fear is. I, don't, I didn't know what, what's your reasoning saying a 92-year-old World War II veteran who easily has weeks to live and you're yeah. only allowing one person into the, it's like, what are you doing? What? I mean, yeah. it, it's, it makes no sense. Nothing yeah. I'm seeing makes sense anymore. So, but Hey, listen, if we can do something good for somebody and that's what it comes down to. I mean, there's so much shit being thrown around that yep. it's like, if you can do one good thing, one good thing a day, focus on something positive. It's just contagious too. Like you do yeah, one good yeah. thing, you don't want to do something. You want to do it again yeah. and again and again. Yeah. Well, that's that's incredible. What a, I mean, it's a fantastic organization, and, and I would love to do things for you in the future because um, I mean, this is great. Uh, there, people- well, because you have times throughout the year, yeah. whether it's birthdays. I mean, granted, yeah, alive days. Are you baby to it? I was yep. about to say that yeah. a lot, people have a lot of alive days. Well, a lot of people have an alive day where they would like, hey, I would like to either celebrate at home, some be somebody with someone that helped me throughout those days, and yeah. that'd be cool to do that. So that's awesome. Awesome. Let me tell you, alive days are great. Birthdays are great. I had a service member once called us, and he said, uh, um, so you flew my two daughters to me. And we're like, yeah, we did that. Um, one daughter and then an estranged daughter from an earlier relationship earlier in his life. And they, they got together and they knocked on his door on his birthday. And he goes, yeah, man, I literally out of nowhere called our office. And he was like, Hey, just want to thank you for bringing your daughter on uh, my daughters to me. Um, it was great. And we we're like, yeah, you know, that's what we do. You're welcome. Don't have to thank us. You know, we, uh, you know, you, you deserve all of our support, et cetera. And he goes, yeah. So I put the gun in the drawer and then I, you know, I heard the knock on the door. I, I put the gun in the drawer and I went and that was my daughters and I'm still here. And we're like, well, what are you talking yeah. about? I mean, he, he was, he had picked his birthday, you know, to commit suicide and, and his, and his two daughters and especially the daughter he hadn't seen in forever. So yeah. that's, you know, that's a, that's a good one, man. I'll tell you, um, a live days, you know, birthdays, just dark times. Uh, back in the day, if you were wounded, you'd be stuck on a cot in a room with a hundred other guys. And you thought, well, this sucks. But the truth is you could turn to your left and you could turn to your right and you could find a guy in a similar, in the same boat as you. Right yeah. now they put yeah. him in a dark room <laughs> and they think, well, it's great because he's got privacy and he's got his own bathroom. And so isn't it nice? It's like, no, man, that's a dark room. You know, that's yeah. a dark room for three years. 
ask ask any veteran what it is he misses the most and it's being around his buddies yeah uh, that's what it's all about i mean you can look back and be like oh you know that sucked or this sucked or whatever but yeah it's it's it does at the time but when you look back on it you go man it was you it, this sounds silly to say considering the uh, circumstances you find yourself in but the times are simpler right uh when we would deploy there was you didn't think about mortgage you didn't think no. about all that you handled that before you're literally you left. doing what you were trained to do trained to do the whole time you, you wake up job. You do your job, you yep. come home, you wake up, you do your, and you're doing it with your friends and you'd come up with something stupid to do, like take an MRE and turn it to a, you ever put them in the water bottle and make a little MRE bomb? Just stupid things like that. And I was only EOD. I did oh, it yeah, like every I day. I forgot this guy. He's like, no, I actually took C4. And we did up. the real shit. <laughs> we did the real stuff. Don't hate me because you ain't me. <laughs> oh, I was funny. a combat engineer. I'm a little bit there. Close enough. It's like being a PA to a doctor, isn't it, when you're a combat engineer? I did both. I it's did like both. being a navigator to a pilot. Yeah, except Man, those combat engineers, we don't really need the permission. They have to have the permission. Is that how it goes down? Yes. No, because we're the ones that give them permission. Yeah, oh, most of the time we just do it because we're there. All right. You guys All right. Have- this is neither here nor there. <laughs> Fletcher. Uh, honestly, uh, thank you for what you're doing. I think this is incredible. I think it's the perfect story for Christmas. Uh, so hopefully we can get thank some you. donations going your way. And like I said, uh, I would love to have you on throughout the year and, and see if we can just make pushes here and there and, uh, well, get some flights. I would for love you. that. And, and Frank and Jeremy, and Kevin, and I guess Eric's gone. Right. But, um, let me yeah, just say, uh, you know, we're in DC and you're always welcome to come to our office. You're always welcome to go up to Walter Reed and say hi to the guys the, and the gals up there, the heroes up there, if you'd like. Um, we have a gala in April. We we're doing some fun stuff. We're trying to get some of those cool guys down to a, a shooting ranch, a, a private hunting ranch and shooting ranch in Texas. And if we can do that, then I'd you know, love to loop you guys into that. Um, yeah. We got some, Texas is some great designs place. on who might come out and play Maybe like a Pat Green kind of guy. I don't know. Maybe maybe a so, Matt character. Yeah, well, we get the idea is to get him out <laughs> get, and film it. And then get like, He's like, we'll try. We'll try. Yeah. Get, and then Granger Smith to roll out and maybe play a little music. And Giant Joey Jones, who's in a commercial for us right now, come out and you know say a few words. All that good stuff. That would be uh, awesome. That would be I'll a lot let of you guys fun. Know. But that's in Texas and we're in D.C. But, you know, I, I hope you guys will be part of this. Um, we're, yeah. we're, doing, we're trying to raise 500 grand right now to reunite or to provide 500 plane tickets before Christmas morning. And right wow. now we, if you look at our website, we've raised almost 400 grand Oh, and I can tell you we're almost at 300 flights. Um, and we kicked that off on veterans day. So between veterans day and end of the year, 500 yeah. flights. And again, you know, we're, Final we're talking like yeah. somewhere between a thousand and three, you know, 2,500 bucks a ticket. I mean, it's, we're like the little dog that doesn't know its size. And you're like, what the hell is that little dog doing barking like <laughs> like the big dog? And that's us. We're like six people in an office. And we're like, let's book them all. That's awesome. So we'll just keep it going. Uh, fantastic. Hey, uh, no, that's great. Like I said, I can't think of a better uh, person to have on the show right before Christmas. In fact, I'm going to edit this and get the audio only out tomorrow. It usually goes on a Wednesday, but uh, we, half our listeners come just audio only, driving yeah. to work or whatever. So uh, I'll get the I'll push this out so we can at least get a, a little head start on that. See if we can get some donations your way. So Definitely. so donate, donate. Head over to lukeswings.org. Is it org? Org. Okay. Head over org. to lukeswings.org and org, not orgy. Let's get some. I, listen. This is the day of the Lord. Whitehouse.com. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Anyways, uh, yeah, thank I you for coming on. didn't wear the hat this time. I know, I know. Thanks for coming on, uh, Fletcher. And uh, yeah, we look forward to a relationship. Hey, man, thank you guys. Thank you for your service. God bless you and Merry Christmas. 
Thank you, Merry Christmas, man. Have a good night. Thank you. Jeremy, we had another guest uh, that had texted me during the show. A very special guest. I don't know... Ooh. I don't know um, if if maybe you uh, hold on. Let me do something real quick. Um, uh, uh, he might be calling in here. Sorry, we just had a little uh, just blacked out there for a second. I mean, it's so yeah. Uh, I tell you, dude, you have to like swipe up on the camera to like not fuck it up. Um, like oh, what's that? With yeah, exactly. So so we'll wait to the um, Santa. Usually comes from a. I mean, oh, I almost gave away who's calling. The person who's calling is not in this studio, but this person is is two thousand miles away uh, in front of a Christmas tree on that side. I don't think that one's plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> on that side of the room, uh, I mean, over there, guys. Just bear with us. Just bear with us. You got to bring your own microphone over. I mean. Uh, I'm not talking to anyone right now. Uh, hold on. I can grab mine. Oh, there we go. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Uh, I mean, yeah, grab your mic. Okay, from the from the North Pole, let me see. Hold on. Do we have him? Uh, do we have him here? Let me see. Uh, Santa. Santa, can you hear us? Yeah, I got you. <gasps> Wait. All right. Can you bring up his uh, his feed? Do you have a good feed for us? don't think we do it didn't boys and girls boom <gasps> holy macro we is that blanta i don't hold on a second it's i was blanta. i was, a, I, was expecting, I was expecting someone more nordic i don't it's not <laughs> listen hey i listen. don't know i've never met him i've never met him but uh santa this is this, I'm a, little, a little tired yeah you got a lot just of a, you got a lot of stuff coming banners, up, right? little holes in my sleigh just flew over chicago awesome. you wait, wait you were over chicago already Hey man, I got some. I'm trying to get in and get out. Those I, guys are dangerous. I have some questions for said. you. I have some questions for I might, you. I might have some answers. How do you get to every person's house in one night? Amazon. What did he say? Amazon. I thought he said Ambien. I'm like, yeah, that does make you. Ambien is the only drug the DOD will give you where you actually travel through time. Well, That's a I mean, fact. I'm not gonna say that I'm you know the greatest of all time. I'm not gonna say that I'm the goat, but you know. He had, absolutely, absolutely the goat. Um, how many elves do you have working for you this year? Uh, that depends, um, you know, because uh, I got one good goat, <laughs> uh, one good elf. He, he's he's awesome. Is is uh, is the supply chain issue? Is that causing any issues for for Santa to I don't, get his? I don't want, right, uh, right. I, I will, assume that Santa is. I will say that you know things are a little gummed up right now, but we're making it happen. Okay, very um, good. I've had to outsource uh, some of the duties. So if you see uh, a couple lowriders in Chicago and uh, in Cali, uh, just just let them in. Santa, I have a okay. I have a bunch of questions because the first time I actually got to talk to the real Santa. So it's like, you know, like yeah. all the things. I bet, you think I bet of, a lot of you are shocked. How um, do you how do you get down? Like, let's say you have a house without a chimney. How do you get in? Um, let's just say Santa's got a couple open cases. Okay, a little B and E. <laughs> and I bet a lot of you are surprised that you know the hue. Have have I'm you not, have <laughs> have you ever been have you ever been shot at? Anything dangerous ever happened? Again, I just flew over Chicago. Ah, right, right. So, uh, so yes, yeah. the, he caught all the flack literally and figuratively. <laughs> one of the one of, Santa's a former operator too. So one know. of the, one of the biggest questions Jeremy has is he on the the naughty or the nice list? So things have changed. The naughty now is the nice list. Oh, yes. I see. So it just so reverses. You're, you're good. 
Wow, this is pretty cool. I've been banned a lot. How about myself? How about myself? (laughs) No. Oh, no. He sees what I've been doing behind my back. There's a string of unsolved murders. That that little Brazzers history of yours is going to come back to haunt you. Listen, listen. (laughs) DuckDuckGo has a... Has a, a history burning button. What the heck? How about this? It's how about called fuck fuck now? How about Chapman? How about Chapman? Ch- Chappie's a good dog? boy. Chappie's a good boy. All right. Well, Santa, listen. I know you're busy this time of year, and I don't want to. I don't want to keep you. So I thank you for your time, and I thank you for your service. And uh, any, do you have you anything the, you want to say before? I you? Thank you for the support. And uh, there's a couple of people in DC who are going to be a little disappointed. <laughs> Ooh. Wow, that's, I wonder who. I don't know. Brandon. That's the coolest thing we've ever, okay. Well, thank you, uh, Santa. I appreciate it. I think this is the best, I mean, we've had just some great guests on tonight and and, uh, to to, to cap it off with Santa is just pretty incredible. Um, So, so, Blanta. So thank you. We got to get Frank in here. He didn't even know. He went to use the bathroom. He didn't even get to say hi to, no, it's not Jesus. It's Frank. Frank. Hey, Frank, come on back in, man. Okay. God. This, okay. This freaking guy over here, he's like, I'm just going to yeah, go out real just quick goes and out then Blanta and shows up. It's well, that weird. was pretty cool. Uh, I think that really made my whole New Year's. In fact, judging by the um, the amount of people that are watching right now, I think it made everybody's everybody's New Year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I realize I'm on the naughty slash good list. Yeah. Um, oh, here, here I got he is. A, I got a pretty good... Uh, Frank, you missed it, man. I got, I got a pretty good gift. You missed it. It's not herpes. Yeah, can you believe? <laughs> do you know who just called? Who, who just called? It was Santa. It was you Santa. Just missed for, you him, missed dude. it, and you didn't get me out of the bathroom. No, you no. were blowing it up in there. I was afraid. <laughs> was afraid so the door is I went to the ugly brew place, the ugly mug place, uh-huh. yeah. and I had coffee. Okay, and it came back it. to visit me. That'll do it. Uh, do you know what? One of the biggest things, one of the most common things that veterans uh, suffer from in toto, meaning everybody together, IBS. That is an issue. That is a total issue. I wish, sometimes I wish I had the diarrhea version. Because the other version, the other version is worse. Trust me. I have a lot of CRS. What's that? Can't remember remember shit. shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the uh, scientific term. All right. We should probably end the show. Um, I don't know. We we might, I don't know. I I would like to take a week off. Maybe we'll take a week off. Everyone enjoy your golf, man. Yeah, but sometimes I like doing a. Yeah, you you know, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. You know what? We'll take a week off. Chappie, Chappie, hop up. No, he just, you just got. Hump, hump, Frank. He just ghosted you. He's. He's going to sit next to me. He probably has oh, to yeah. dump because he didn't want to go out in the rain today. But guys, thanks for <laughs> thanks for hopping on. Head over to lukeswings.org. Head, head over to 21gun.net. Um, we have a great year ahead. Uh, we got some really cool people coming on. Uh, little IG famous veterans who do really cool stuff. We're going to start having police come on the show. Uh, I don't know. But at fiscal year 22, and another big announcement will be made during that time of year i'm not exactly sure what the announcement is if you guys like coffee head over to 22 sierra coffee company and pick up yourself a smooth delicious bag of coffee um what else is going on at 22 we got i'm producing a new podcast uh called defined by action um with uh former green beret andrew marr and his brother former apache pilot uh adam marr and myself and dr mark gordon um so yeah we got a lot of stuff going on it'll be a great year i'm looking forward to spending it with you guys and by which i mean not the two in the room pointing to the people Fuck. who are are watching so the show he doesn't he doesn't pay us and he doesn't like care about do us not pay but Jeez. once we do we will. servants so uh yeah guys thank you <laughs> and uh i wish i had a song maybe we'll just kind of end it a little bit with some 
with some Grinch again. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. Merry Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, and all the other stuff. So uh, good night, guys. Let's see if getting the getting the Grinch. Yeah, we be getting the Grinch. All my dog come with us. All of us fetch. Showing our things when we grin. Yeah, we be out in the sh. Getting the Grinch. Yeah, we be getting the Grinch. All my dog come with us. All of us fetch. Showing our things when we grin. Yeah, we be out in the Getting the Grinch. Yeah, we be getting the Grinch. All my dogs come with a stick. All of us fetch. Showing our things when we grin. Yeah, we be out in the sticks. You know the drill. Drummer boy making the mids. Jingle bell all on my fit. Dozing the chips. Little man doing the flip. Top of the green when I blitz. Yeah, dog got a stick like apple cinnamon.